So, ladies, you know how I've been telling you all for a very long time, don't trust relationship advice from IG? I think I might have actually found some really good advice here. So it's probably nice enough that you take your notebook and just note this down real quick, because I'm going to tell it to you right here. And I quote, Your man doesn't have a commitment problem. He's had the same barber and football team for the past 20 years. It's just uses. End quote. And frankly speaking, I don't know whether to agree or to disagree with this because I haven't had the same barber for the past 20 years. Like, I've just had this same one for like five. And hell, I probably haven't even been that faithful with him. So guess what? I'm about to actually defend this entire statement. But before I do that, though... Real talk, I actually haven't had the same barber for the past 20 years. Maybe you could say football team, but then again, I'm not that much of a football fan. So I support the team that, you know, happens to be winning, or at least that was the case back in the day. Manchester United fans, I hope you're feeling tagged in this statement. And to be honest, it's not like we only support this one team. Like, sometimes we will support another team because we want them to beat another team so that we can go and whoop those guys. Like, sometimes guys actually support other teams in other leagues, hell, even in the same league, depending on what kind of personal interest is there. And in terms of barbers, most people don't move that far from where they live, so they usually tend to maintain one barber. Just saying. Although then again... If the barber's doing a shit job, we always go and find another one. But anyways, since I know most of y'all didn't hop onto this podcast because you expected barbershop talk, we should probably move on to what it is that brought us here, which is the podcast. And especially since this is the first episode in a while that I'm doing alone, we should go back to basics. So, in typical fashion... Welcome to Breaktime on Westside, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who prefers burgers if she doesn't got buns. He is a man who loves to study astrology but is not interested in stars or star signs. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex and relationships show where I get to say something some woman gets pissed off. Usually it's something that can be agreed or disagreed upon but sometimes we tend to come to an interesting conclusion. Now, this is the first episode of a new season, for those of you all that like to keep up with the seasons, and for those of you all that just hop in, welcome, hopefully you will find something that you will like. And to all the new people that just came through, especially after the whole fan of a fan situation and everything, I totally salute you, like welcome, come through, there's at least over 200 episodes that you can look through and listen to. And by all means, if you will have any topics or feedback that you would want to bring to me, on Facebook, it is at Breaktime on West Side. On Instagram, it is also at Breaktime on West Side. The DMs are always open. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at BagakaTheD. Make sure you drop your thoughts, comments, and feedback there. And if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below there as well. And normally, I usually say that at the end. But I figured for y'all's sake, I might as well just bring it here. Now, I do want to get into the main topic, but before I do that, though, I have a bit of an issue because I was on IG on the day of this recording 
and I happened to stumble upon a very interesting post that kind of drove me a little wild for a bit. I'm gonna read it for you guys. Uh, it was considered to be funny for, for quite a number of people, but for me who is a love, sex and relationships kind of person, you know, it kind of struck a nerve for me. So I'm just gonna read it here for you. And here it goes and I quote, Attention men, if you're feeling like you can do better than your girlfriend, create a Tinder profile with her pictures and see how many other men would be stoked to be in your shoes. I did it as a joke and my girlfriend had 1300 likes in an hour. I'm about to run her bath, cook her dinner, fold the laundry and rub her feet. You're tripping. I'm one man. I can't compete with 1300 dudes trying to clap my girl's cheeks. Update. She's at 1865 likes right now. I'ma paint her toenails and buy her a pony. Update. 2252 likes. Anyone with any connections to purchase a baby cow? Update. I'm going to start matching with them and ask them for $20 each to finance this baby cow situation. End quote. Now, this is a very classic situation of just because it looks like this, in reality doesn't mean that it'll actually be a thing. Like, think about it like this. If I had 1300 guys standing right next to me and I told my girlfriend to choose somebody. Not unless if that guy is probably some guy she's been crushing on, of which even then, or if it's a man of her dreams or a certain celebrity actor, she'd almost always probably choose me, hypothetically speaking, because I do have a girlfriend. Now, I am going to commend this guy for getting to a point and actually seeing it as an opportunity to make money, but essentially speaking, if you're talking about an app like Tinder, it's almost always going to be against you as a guy. like. I feel as though people don't know this but Tinder is actually meant to profit off of this whole dating thing and people trying to get into dates. So essentially guys are always gonna be a lot more and the women are going to be a lot fewer and at the end of the day there's more guys that are willing to put money down to get a babe as opposed to women to get a guy because you know it's it's pretty simple. Guys usually are the ones who tend to look for the babe, they're the ones they usually chase. And as a result, they're the ones who'll end up simping, and they're the ones who'll end up trying to do anything to get the babe. And because these babes don't just give it to anyone, you know, because there's a top 20% of guys that'll get it all, and another 80% that'll struggle to get some, you'll find that the 80% of guys, or a good chunk of the 80% of guys, will be willing to put money down to pay for stuff just so that they can get more access to these babes, or just so that they can get their profiles to be seen by quite a number of these babes. Like, I kid you not, this is actually a thing that happens on Tinder. If you want more details on this, because there's quite a lot to unpack in that entire bit itself, the video that I watched that had quite a lot of this information is actually called The Evil Economics of Tinder. It's on YouTube, go check it out. It gives a pretty detailed description of how unfair Tinder is to guys, yet it's made to look like, oh, you know, you know, you can match men with women, blah, blah, blah. But essentially, it, it just milks a bunch of guys that are willing to pay money to get a babe like it just milks them dry but anyways that said that said obviously if you were to use this number of likes and all of these dudes that want her as a metric to see whether you should stay with your babe or whether you should do more for your babe don't because for the most part not unless if you are bad towards your babe and you've been mistreating her she'll probably stay with you like it's just that simple and anyways out of those 1300 guys 
probably like only one or maybe two of them have a chance to be some form of competition and i'm not saying that you're the prime you're the alpha you're the best guy that she'll ever be with that's not necessarily true but it's just that probably out of those two three guys they will be ready to do all sorts of things for her, okay and maybe they're good looking enough that they would actually make her consider it but at the end of the day the people that are treating her the best aren't the ones that are dating her. The people that are willing to go above and beyond for her aren't the ones that are dating her. Like I kid you the hell not. Like a majority of the time you will find that babes, even though they talk about, oh, you know, we want nice guys, nice guys don't actually finish last. They want nice guys when they're dating them. But before they date them, they'd much rather end up with a dick or an asshole or just some person that's rude to them, provided that they treat them a little bit well and they show some form of affection. Because at the end of the day, when a lot of these babes are seeing people going above and beyond for them, there's always going to be that question of, is he doing this because he wants to sleep with me or just because he wants to date me? Is it genuine? Is it not? Part of the reason why sims will almost always fail. So at the end of the day, you're still coming out on top. So. Honestly speaking, is this something that should make you want to do more for your woman? Not necessarily. Because at the end of the day, more doesn't necessarily mean better. And hell, sometimes more might actually mean worse. Like, take for example, if you used to buy your girlfriend flowers, or let's say you buy your girlfriend flowers once a week, say every Thursday. Let's say you have the financial capabilities to buy her flowers every single day. That doesn't necessarily mean that it'll be better for you to do so. Hell, it might actually end up killing a lot of the sweetness that comes with it, which makes it normal, which actually makes it a hell of a lot worse because now she's used to it and you might have to do a little bit more. In economics, they usually look at that as a law of diminishing return or the law of diminishing marginal utility. You can go and look into it. So essentially, more doesn't necessarily mean better. But should you treat your woman well? Yes. Should you strive to give her really, really nice treatment in a sustainable manner as a guy? Yeah, you definitely should. Should you up it because a bunch of guys show interest in your woman? Hell no. Fuck no. Don't do it because other guys do it. Do it because you feel it in your heart as something that you should give to her. But anyways, that said, we should probably move it on to our main topic of today. And for some reason, it feels like it's very guy focused, considering quite a bit of the content that I got here. Now, when I got into the fan of a fan series and I was on break, there was something very interesting that happened. For like a straight week, I kind of encountered quite a lot of posts that made it seem as though guys don't entirely like women or they don't entirely value women to a very high degree. And let me just explain this for a second. So I'm on Twitter this one time, and yes, I know if it's on Twitter, it should be on TweetSpeed, blah, blah, blah. But this one needs to come here because it's kind of on its own section. So this is the post that I end up finding. It says, and I quote, Men, platonically, genuinely love men. They can die for a dear friend, have lots of fun together. I think men just tolerate women for the sake of biological attraction and the need to release, but generally would want nothing to do with them. And I kid you the hell not, like I was so ready to oppose this up until someone pulled up a quote from a woman who had written a book known as The Politics of Reality and her name was Marilyn Fry. And she said, to say that straight men are heterosexual is only to say that they engage in sex exclusively with the other sex. 
i.e. women. Almost or almost all of that which pertains to love, most straight men reserve exclusively for other straight men. The people whom they admire, respect, adore, revere, honor, whom they imitate, idolize, and form profound attachments to, whom they are willing to teach and from whom they are willing to learn, and whose respect, admiration, recognition, honor, reverence, and love they desire, those are, overwhelmingly, other men. In their relations with women, what passes for respect is kindness, generosity, or paternalism. What passes for honor is removal to the pedestal. From women, they want devotion, service, and sex. Heterosexual male culture is homoerotic. It is man-loving. Alright. Okay. So, essentially what's being said over here with what I've just managed to read is that straight men love other men. And, well, if you use the term homoerotic, that is the term erotic, which is arousal. So, we are aroused to the same sex. So, straight men could secretly be gay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, are all straight men in love with other straight men? Well, I guess I can only speak for myself here in certainty and say I don't play against the home team. But... Can I say that other straight men do? That's a bit contentious. That would mean that we're all in the closet. Although, then again, I probably do want to challenge this entire frame of thought for a bit. Because not only am I a part of the dick-swinging uh, community and gender of people that exist on this planet, known as the male species, I also happen to be someone that likes to talk about love, sex, and relationships. So. Maybe I might be qualified enough to actually answer the question. So, do all men actually love each other? Are all men, in some way, gay? Or at least the straight ones? Well, to be honest, I don't think that's how we'd call it. Because if the kind of bonds that we have, if what you're talking about, how it is that we'll revere other men, look up to other men, you know, have a certain sense of loyalty and honor. If you could call that love, that's a fairly, I don't know, I, I don't know if I can call it single-minded or narrow-minded or both in terms of the view of what love is. Because essentially, what we have as guys, which I think a lot of women wish they had with their boyfriends, with their male partners, is more of a bond. It's, it's something that exceeds what you would typically look at and classify as love because this is something that extends to i think the larger population of men not even though it's not necessarily all straight men it extends to a pretty large population because even women have actually talked about how you can find guys who've literally just met or who are meeting each other at that exact same moment pretty much defending each other from a woman or you know defending each other from different things and it seems quite baffling so yes maybe it does seem like man love to a certain degree and to be completely honest what it is that we feel as guys it's it's a bond that extends beyond what you'd perceive as love it goes beyond the feeling of affection that most people would classify with love because in a sense it's almost sort of like the kind of bond that family members will have with each other because if I said that I loved my sister 
it's not like I would have a homoerotic relationship with my sister, you know, not unless if I come from, say, Alabama or Kakamega. And, you know, then maybe at that point you could say that it's debatable. But essentially speaking, the kind of bond, the kind of feeling that men have towards each other, like the kind of of connection that we feel towards each other as men isn't what you'd consider as love. Because to a certain degree, it's almost like us guys having a certain sense of feeling of unity because of our struggles and how we feel about things so it's 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 kind of like how you find that people who were in the army not necessarily even in the same platoon will start bonding at the point of meeting each other and finding out that they are both army people will automatically have a certain bond and they'll start relating in a certain way that can almost alienate a lot of other people but it's not that they're alienating people they're just you know coming together and relating with each other based off of the struggles that they had based off of the upsides and the experiences that they've had as army people with guys it's roughly the same thing for women if you want something that's fairly close to that maybe you can say boarding schools uh you know if you went to a crappy boarding school and you know it was like high school time or something you might end up meeting someone who was from that school and you guys will have some form of weird bond and talk about the weird shit that y'all used to do stuff like that and that's pretty much the same exact thing with us guys so it goes beyond that because essentially it's we've been boys we're men like we know what it's like to be a guy and we unite under the struggles and the upsides and the experiences that we have as men and in a sense that's kind of how our bonds usually come in because we understand the struggles that other guys go through because we are both men or at least because we are all men in that certain situation we will understand the pressure of trying to get a girl at a certain age we'll know about the pressure that comes when trying to pick a girl up the feeling of rejection you know the feeling that comes in when you realize that you're an adult now so you have to start hustling the pains that come in when you're trying to explain to your woman something and she's making noise because it's not what you said it's how you said it like we understand the pains that come with that we understand the pleasures that come with watching a game as a bunch of guys and hurling insults at each other because you know at the end of the day we probably don't mean that shit and we're saying it for a laugh sometimes we're just using it as our way of being honest or being emotional we understand the value of being logical we understand the fun bits that come with comparing stats of different players and different cars and talking about horsepower we we understand the feeling that comes in with the pressure of of getting married and being the one who has to be the provider we understand a lot of these pressures not necessarily all of them because obviously there's age differences and different levels to this shit and everything but for a lot of us we actually understand it and because we understand each other because we understand the issues that can come in with being a man and the pressures that come in and the good sides to it and the fact that part of us being men meant that we don't get to be fully boyish in a lot of the shit that we do it means that once we meet with other men once we meet with our homies once we meet with the boys we can suddenly act like boys and pull all sorts of stupid stunts we can do all sorts of stupid shit we can laugh about some of the the more basic things that babes would look at us and probably cringe about 
Like, it's part of the reason why, in as much as we'd love to spend time with our woman, there's always that time when you'd want to go and spend it with the boys. Because at the end of the day, not unless if you're in a super long-term relationship where your woman has become one of your best friends, you will definitely not be 100% free with her. You may end up being self-conscious about a bunch of different things that you wouldn't want to do in front of her because of the kind of image that it'll portray because you're trying to create your value, not preserve it. So you can't pick your nose and fart in bed. You know, you can't voice your opinions as openly as you'd want to because at some point she might just catch a feeling because of something you said and it ends up becoming the argument that turns into it's not what you said, it's how you said it. And hell, even though you could do it, you don't feel like you're free enough to. And at the end of the day, that freedom that comes with, with the feeling and the understanding that we're all boys here so we can be completely free here has a certain kind of power that, to be honest, is almost unmatched in its ability to bring out the boy in a fully grown man. And to be honest, I don't really know if I can call it love, but to a certain degree, it's a bond that comes with a little bit of honesty and quite a lot of loyalty. And in a sense, it's a little bit hard to define. But personally speaking, love isn't the word that I'd probably use for it. Like, I don't think it's enough of a word to actually describe what the bond between boys is like. But in conclusion, if this, if everything that I've described about relates to love, if it does classify as love to you then yeah maybe to a certain extent all of us men do love each other but to be honest for us guys we don't see it as love we simply just see it as being boys as being men and for us i guess that's enough but anyways that being said fellas is there anything that i've missed in my entire breakdown of this that you feel should have been added feel free to hit me up and tell me what it is that you feel i should have added on here maybe i might make a part two and ladies does this answer your questions and your thoughts on why it is that we like chilling with the boys and why we like spending a lot of time with them do feel free to hit me up if there is any question thought comment or feedback that you might have the dms are open on ig it is at break time on west side on facebook it is also at break time on west side and on twitter you can slide into my personal dms which is at bagaka the d thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening through castbox feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly and i will catch you guys on the next break